are a firefighter and an EMS professional, you are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today, from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. There's a huge difference between just checking the boxes and being excellent at what we do. One of the ways we can give the status quo a throat chop is by taking action toward excellence. My guest today is Captain Jim Moss from the Metro West Fire Protection District in St. Louis County, Missouri, and he just published a book called Firefighter Success, 20 C's to Firefighter Excellence. In today's episode, I'll talk to him about this very thing, and I'll ask him to expand his thoughts and ideas in regards to what inspired him to write the book, as well as share some insight into a few of the C's he talks about. If you're looking to refine yourself and level up in your role regardless of rank, then you won't want to miss this episode. Here's my conversation with Captain Jim Moss. All right, Jim, thanks for coming back, buddy. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Number two. Right? Last time, yeah, it was with uh, Chief Dan Kerrigan talking about firefighter functional fitness, which was awesome. So now the focus is all on you, my friend. Oh, <laughs> I, I better I better bring it today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of, Firefighter success, man. This uh, this new book you put out. That's what we're going to focus on today. Um, let's start there. Let's start with uh, what? How how long this book's been brewing, and and what inspired you to write it? Yeah. So uh, again, thanks so much for having me back again. It's just an honor Absolutely. to be here. Thanks for all your help uh, with starting up my podcast. Um, yeah, so yeah. Been, we'll get to that too. Yeah, you've been instrumental in that. So thank you so much for all your help. But going back You're to welcome. the book, Firefighter Success. Uh, so how long has it been brewing? Well, uh, so we're in 2020. I actually started this whole project as an idea for an article with firefightertoolbox.com way back in 2014. Mm. And so okay. it was something I put together and it was like 10 C's to firefighter success. And I just put down the top 10 C's I thought are core principles that started with the letter C, you know, for example, conviction, compassion, character, courage, all those important C's that are, are so critical to our profession. I just mm -hmm. put those together in a really short and sweet article and I just kind of sat on it, right? And I didn't want to develop it into anything at that point. I thought about releasing it, but I just kind of held on to it. 
and lo and behold, you know, I got, <laughs> did the firefighter functional fitness book, uh, and put that out. And that was my main focus. And it pretty much has been for the last, you know, five years or so since that came out. Uh, yeah. but how this kind of really came together was in 2019, I got moved from a busier station at my fire department to a really slow station, uh, in 2019. And I was also there this year in 2020. Um, so this is something that has been brewing for a long time. I decided in 2019, okay, it's time to put this together. I have a little bit more time, a little bit more downtime at the fire station. And, and, uh, I put together the outline, all the 20 C's. It was actually more than 20, but I scaled it back to, uh, 20 C's <laughs> and, uh, really poured my passion, my time into this project. So yeah, thanks for asking. Awesome. I think it turned out really good. Um, I just got my copy several days ago. And then uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring up a little bit later on is you provided a, uh, um, what did you call it? A, a special report, a special report called uh, 101 Rules for Success. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later too. But uh, you mentioned the, the 20 C's and, and like you said, you know, there's probably an infinite number of them that you could come up with. Scaling them back, I'm interested to, the, to hear the ones that you, uh, that you had to cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, it's funny. People are texting me and messaging me. They're like, you forgot to see cooking. Oh, you know, oh. I, I love cooking. Uh, you know, they forgot. You <laughs> forgot some other ones. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they want to add their, uh, their addendum. Addendum number one. That's right. right. Addition two. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like the 20 C's aren't, aren't necessarily meant to be remembered individually, obviously. I mean, we, we all like our acronyms in the fire service, but this isn't so much an acronym. It's just 20 principles. And that's, that's what these are. These are more of principles here. And that's kind of the driving force. Did you spend time identifying the principles that spoke to you and expanded on those specific ones? Cause I know you mentioned that there was a lot um, and then having to refine them back down to 20. Was that like, what, what method, I guess, did you use to kind of pick those important ones? Because like you said, people were sending you emails and texts from ones that you quote unquote forgot. So Right, right. And they're, they're, the ones that they're sending me are all kind of joking around. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but how I really came, these all came together. So I, like I said, I started with 10 that were most right. important to me back in 2014 as an article. And then as I really started to develop this project in the beginning of 2019, I started like, oh, well, that's really important to me too. That's really important to me too. And so, yeah, they can be standalone principles, but they also interrelate with each other too. If you read the book, there's a lot of things that blend together. And really what I wanted to come up with are the most important core principles that firefighters need to adopt to have a successful career throughout their fire service, um, throughout the fire service. Um, some of them I learned throughout my own career through observation of what to do, what not to do. Uh, some of them were taught to me by mentors, uh, both within the fire service and outside the fire service. And some of them were just learned through pure mistakes I had made and the lessons I learned uh, during my time in the fire service. And I'm sure I'm going to keep on learning more lessons as I go, go throughout my you know 30 year career. Uh, but as you go throughout each chapter, like some chapters have sub principles, right? So within the committed chapter, uh, I talk about the six virtues of commitment. So what are six virtues that were most important to me to staying committed for the long haul throughout our careers? Uh, I came up with dedication, honor, 
duty, loyalty, pride, and passion were my most important subcategories or sub uh, core principles of commitment. So I explained how each committed successful firefighter needs to have these six virtues of commitment and how to actually live them out on a daily basis uh, throughout their career. And that, that point of action was really important for me to communicate to my readers. Yeah, it makes sense. Keep it simple, right? And point of action, like that's pretty much based on what our whole career is based on, taking action in one way or another. Right, because um, if we just read the book and do nothing with it, it's just theory, right? If we just right, yeah. have core principles that you know we believe in, but we don't actually act them out or have action, it's all just theory. It, it doesn't really mean anything. And you know, Dan, Dan Kerrigan and I say that a lot with our fitness, with firefighter functional fitness. You can have the best intentions, but unless you're really putting it into action, it means nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and, and I love the format of this too. And it kind of is reminiscent of firefighter functional fitness and that they're more of like field guides, you know, practical application. You open up the book and it's not just like 200 pages, just words top to bottom. You've got some graphics in there. You've got some quotes in there, some really good quotes. My favorite was the uh, Man in the Arena by Theodore Roosevelt. And that was interesting, that timing for that too, because a couple of weeks ago I had an episode on that. But um, yeah, the, the whole purpose of this is that you're putting it into practice and, and these are principles, not just boxes to check, things to remember and regurgitate, but, but things to like put into action. And I think that's, that's my favorite, my most favorite part about all this. Yeah, thanks. And I really appreciate that practical approach. And so like for my, for my clients or even other episodes of the podcast, I like to provide that pathway. And I think that this does that very well. And uh, one of the things that stands out to me also is that at the end of each chapter, you provide practical steps that the reader can take in order to put each principle into practice and take action on it. Uh, it gives people a way out of the rut that they may feel like they're in. So talk to me about one of the chapters that you'd like to share with the practical steps that you provide to incorporate it so that the listeners can come away with something, can come away with some kind of motivation. Yeah, like you said, um, I included action steps with every single chapter, right? And that's how we did it with Firefighter Functional Fitness, too. We wanted people to take action and give them tangible, tangible, specific action points, right, to take. Um, and that I wanted to do the same with Firefighter Success. Um, but if I were to pick one chapter that was maybe most important to me, maybe we can talk about two. But if I were to pick one chapter that I think is kind of like the foundation I would start with chapter one, coachable. Um, and what I really talk about a lot in the coachable chapter, chapter one, is that humility is really the foundation to firefighter success. It's our foundation to achieving success throughout our careers because we all know that the humble firefighters are the ones that will admit to their mistakes, they'll admit to not knowing all the answers and the humble firefighters are willing to learn every single day, right? We're willing to get better at our craft and we're ne never satisfied with where we're at. We always wanna push the envelope. We wanna go beyond the status quo. We wanna go beyond me mediocrity, right? So if I could like start with humility, that's my most important uh, fundamental core principle or characteristic of a successful firefighter. Um, and as it pertains to the action steps, 
in that chapter. I think, uh, you know, I might have to grab my book and look at them real quick, but I think a lot of it has to do with each reader taking that honest introspection, right? So identifying first, where are the areas in my life that I can be more humble, right? Do I pretend to have all the answers to, <laughs> to all the questions, right? I know some of the greatest leaders I know are the ones that I've asked them a question. They're like, I don't know right now, but I'm going to find out that answer for you and we'll figure it out together. And I, that built a lot of trust and respect for me with that leader. Um, so another action step within that coachable chapter is identifying strengths and weaknesses, right? So we all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. What are your weaknesses and how can you build on them and, and become better at them? And so I, I really tell the readers to be honest, you know, have that honest introspection and write down what they are because I know what mine are, right? You know what yours are. We all have them. So if we can be honest about them, that's the first step. And then taking the next step to say, okay, I'm going to identify them and then we're going to uh, make sure that we become better at those things. Another thing uh, to the coachable chapter uh, is finding a mentor, right? We all have mentors. We all need mentors. Uh, whether they're formal, whether they're informal, we all need someone that pours into us, right? And so I started the coachable chapter with Michael Jordan, and he said that his best quality, and you know, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. His best quality was that he was coachable, right? He was willing to receive from his mentors, from his fellow players, from his coaches, how to get better every single day. And so if we can find mentors, that's, that's really so important to us getting better and us achieving firefighter success in the long haul. Um, and then also, I, I think the most important thing I concluded that chapter with is just taking action. I mean, that's really the most important thing like we talked about is it's not just sitting on a, on a theory, not just sitting on a core principle, but really living it out through action every single day. Seeking, if you don't have a mentor, seek out a mentor, right? Contact me, contact anyone on social media that you identify as someone who needs, you know, that you want to be successful, like, and then have them pour back into you, ask them questions. And it doesn't have to be that formal mentorship relationship that so many people think. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, one of the, uh, I do an online program called the Ignited Recruit Academy, and it's for people who are trying to get into the fire service. And so the first week, we actually spend a lot of time on this. We, the first basically homework assignment of the week, the first workbook assignment is finding out your own strengths and weaknesses. It's, it's time you basically set aside to have that introspection. You know, how can you convince an oral panel of, of firemen who you are if you don't even know who you are? <laughs> you right. know? It, it's super difficult. The mentor thing I feel is super important. Um, and we also actually go over that too. One of the things that, that the current times and technology allow are for things like this. And, you know, I, I have them write down three potential mentors and two local and then one like lofty, like go find one on the internet. If, whether it's like Ed Milet, whether it's, you know, Chief Bernasini, rest his soul, whoever it may be, find someone that you, you, you dig what they're doing. And, and follow in their footsteps, you know, make that's that what, commitment. 
That's one of the great things about the internet and social media nowadays is right. the ability to connect with almost everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I mentioned earlier the, uh, the special report that you put out and uh, it's a free tool and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, 101 rules for firefighter success. So tell us how that, that ties in to the book. So yeah, 101 Rules for Firefighter Success is a free download on the website, firefightersuccessbook.com. And I wanted to give all the prospective readers a taste of what the book was really all about. Um, and I wanted to in introduce them to its theme, what it felt like and what they could expect in the book. Um, so all the 101 rules are almost taken straight from the book, right? And I could have put more than 101 rules, but that was the nice <laughs> catchy number, 101 rules. Um, but I really took uh, almost all of those straight from the book and put them into that document that people can download. Um, and I know for me, if I was a, an aspiring firefighter or a rookie firefighter, or even an aspiring officer, if someone were to give me this document, if someone were to provide it for, to me and I could really read through it, and start adopting those those 101 rules on a daily basis, it would have been so important, so great for my long-term success early on, right? To identify mm -hmm. what's really important within you know my fire service journey to success. Uh, so, and believe it or not, a lot of those rules came also from what I was posting on social media for firefighter functional fitness, because a lot of oh, them, okay, yeah. as it That's as it ties in. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them tie together having discipline, having accountability, having ownership with with our fitness, with our training, you know, with our personal lives, leading ourselves. And, and that's really what firefighter success is all about is leading yourself. Right. So you can lead others. And that's why all the core principles are really so important uh, to our fire service journey. Totally agree. Totally agree. The one that uh, the one that stands out to me is uh, number 63. You just talked about core principles, but know your core values, live them out daily. And it's like, if you don't know what's driving you, if you don't know those things that you feel especially attached to, then how can you operate within that spectrum? You know, we talked about challenging the status quo earlier, and really that's all my show is about. Like, I want to, I want to punch it in the throat, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> But uh, if you don't know your core values, how can you operate? How can you go out and, and consciously make an effort and, and be that successful firefighter? Um, interesting story. I know a guy, I was talking to a guy whose organization, they're, they're looking for a new chief. And so and they send out emails and they, they get consensus on, and they talk to their guys about, yeah, we're, we're looking for new for a new chief based on our core values. And I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's a good idea. That's a great idea, a good place to start. And I'm like, what are your core values? And he just looks at me like, and blinks, crickets. Couldn't even tell me what the core values were. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's a good place to start. Like, right. <laughs> maybe. And, and that's why I wrote the chapter on conviction, right? Knowing yourself, right? We have to know mm -hmm. who we are before we can start to inspire or influence anyone else. And, and it call comes back to those core values and, and what are your core values? And I list, I think, I don't know, almost 50 sample core values within that chapter. Yeah. 
of, and it's a big table. And I, that's one of the exercises. And if we're talking about action and, and putting steps into action, that's a great chapter to look at is the conviction chapter. And uh, so the core values, I say, hey, here's, here's 50 core values, circle five of them that are mo most important to you and what you wanna adopt or, or you have already adopted. And then come up mm -hmm. with a personal strategic plan for yourself. I know businesses have them. I know, you know, yep. Fortune 500 uh, companies have strategic plans, but come up with your own personal strategic plan of, of what's your personal mission? What is your vision for yourself? What are your core values? What goals short-term and long-term do you want to set? Um, because we all need to have goals in order to push ourselves, mm -hmm. right? We don't, like we yeah. said, we're not, we don't want to be the status quo. We don't want to stay where we are. We want to keep on learning and pushing ourselves. And so, um, and then lastly, how will you achieve those goals, right? We set those goals, but how are you going to specifically achieve those goals through specific actions? And so, you know, I was saying, you know, the coachable chapter, chapter one was really important, but the conviction chapter, chapter seven is, is equally as important because we need to know who we are what we stand for and how we're gonna achieve those specific goals. And I think that's a really important chapter to me and, and to all firefighters. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I love um, whoever reads through this, they're gonna be challenged in that. They're gonna, they're gonna read through these chapters and they're gonna to have to take a moment and think about that themselves. Like, okay, well, what are my core values? Well, maybe I should figure it out. Um, maybe I adopt a few for a while until I can identify those specific things that that I operate under. Um, when it comes to those, I like the idea of those, I guess, characteristics that kind of stand out as becoming your core values. Like, what is it that people go to you for? Do they go to you for knowledge on a certain topic? Do they go to you because you're a really good communicator? There's one guy in my organization, and he's a fantastic communicator. Fantastic. Get, can can communicate with anyone on the fire department without, you know, raising his voice, without starting a, a fuss, any of that. And I would say that that would be an identifier for one of his core values, good communication. Um, but yeah, just, just like shooting a target, you got to look to see where, where it is you you're going and then figure out a plan on how to get there. Right. Totally because we can't wander through life. We can't wander through our fire service career without direction. We have to have a compass. We have to have goals. We have to know what we believe in. And, and one of the very first chapter, uh, first set of questions that I ask in that chapter is what do you stand for? Mm -hmm. And some people may not be able to answer that question and that's fine for right now, but you need to know what you stand for and what you believe, you know, what do you value? And again, I ask, what are your strengths and weaknesses? What mistakes have you made that you have learned from? And then what are you unwilling to compromise on, right? That's on page 84, those five set of questions. And maybe you can't answer all those immediately and that's fine, but start answering some of them. And it really comes back to that honest introspection. You know, wh where can I grow? What are my weaknesses? What are my strengths? And how am I gonna get better? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's a process, man. It's a process. Um, you talked about setting goals. How, how do you approach setting goals for yourself? 
I know you've you've risen through the ranks to promote to captain. How would you describe your process to be, or could you could you maybe outline how you approach goal setting? Yeah, um, so a couple different things. I think setting goals is unique to each person um, because we all have different goals. We all have different desires in life. Um, not everybody has to be a company officer or an officer in the right. fire service. Not everybody has to be a driver. Um, some, some people want to be a firefighter all their career, and that is perfectly fine. Just be the best firefighter you can be. Because as I make the analogy within the book, on a football team, not everybody's a quarterback, not a, right. everybody's on the offensive line, not a, everybody's on defense, kicker, et cetera, et cetera, right? We all have our special specialties. We all have uniqueness, but within our own positions, within our own roles, we need to own those roles and be the best we can be within them. With that being said, it really depends. Uh, your goals depend on what you want to achieve in your life, right? Uh, for me, I would say that I've always been a natural leader. And I think that's how my dad raised me. He was a natural leader, right? And he put, I talk about my dad a lot in this book, a lot of personal stories in there of what he taught me. Um, and he always pushed me to be the best I could be. <laughs> One of the stories I have in there is that I once got a C on a report card in grade school and he sat me down and he says, what's this? You know, cause I was an A and B student. Um, and I wasn't taking that class seriously. I mean, I was in grade school and elementary school. And he said, yeah. what's this C? I said, dad, it's, it's C's okay. It's average. And he looked me straight in the eye and I'll never forget this. He said, you're not average son. And that really, yeah. I mean, when I was 10 years old, 12 years old, maybe that left an impact me on me for the rest of my career. Yeah. But going back to goals, I always wanted to, to be an officer within the fire service. And you know, when I entered the fire service, that wasn't my primary focus. I wasn't look, looking to get promoted within six months of being on the job, right? But it was a long-term goal, right? And so, right. so what I did as I got more serious about it, I made a specific outline. I need to accomplish these tasks, right? And we can come back to the SMART acronym that I talk about in this book, uh, talk about in, in Firefighter Functional Fitness. And that's just a generally great principle, the SMART acronym, making sure your goals are mm -hmm. specific, they're measurable, they're attainable, they're relevant to what you wanna do and they're time bound. So mm -hmm. making sure that you can outline your goals in that way. But again, it comes back to the most important thing, taking action. So for me, that meant reading, that meant observing the, the company officers, the leaders in my department and beyond, the good things that they did and I wanted to adopt, and maybe some of the mistakes or bad things that they did that I did not want to adopt as well. And so, so through observation, through taking classes, through reading, and just asking my mentors a lot of questions, right? And getting into the thick of it, simple things like asking my company officer that if I could enter the manpower and our scheduling for the day, asking my company officer to do, uh, we use firehouse software. So do the firehouse software reports for the runs. And then right, eventually, eventually, as I grew in my confidence, asking my company officers to ride the seat. And I had some great company officers that let me do that. They were backstepping and they would let me, a firefighter with, you know, five years on the job, ride the seat. You know, and they were there as my safety net if I made the wrong decision. But there's a lot of pressure on you when when you're aspiring leader, you're aspiring officer to be in that front right seat of the fire truck and make some decisions that might be hard decisions. 
And yeah. that, that helps you grow in confidence, right? Yeah. So coming back to goal setting, you know, using the SMART acronym of goal setting, but the most important thing really comes back to taking action. And <laughs> you and I believe that, you know, time and time again, it really comes back to action and putting in whatever your goals are, just putting those steps into action. 100%. Put yourself out there. You know, it, it took, you took action in asking to put in those reports. That's not a particularly fun thing to do, but it's an element of the job that needs to be done. That's right. And, and if you want to be in that role, guess what? That's something you're going to have to do. The company officers such as like our job is so dynamic as it is, but the company officer role I've been told is the most influential and dynamic position in the fire service in general. You know, you have to, you're, you're the buddy, but you're also kind of the boss. You're the supervisor. You're the one who's got to come up with the game plan at the same time. You, you are um, equipped with the skills down to the BLS level to where you could be taking a manual blood pressure on scene at some point, <laughs> you know, that's right. All of those skills stack up and compound. Um, but yeah, you got to put yourself out there and take that action. One of the things that I, I appreciate the most about that is it makes me think back to when I was an EMT before I became a paramedic. And once I got to the point where I was kind of thinking ahead and thinking in that paramedic space, then, then it kind of hit me like, oh boy, I guess it's time. I guess it's time to, to take that step and to tend to go to paramedic school. And that's how I kind of judged where I was. And so that, that's a little bit of my approach with that. But one of the things that stands out to me here is that it's a proficiency to excellence. Like it's a progression from proficiency to excellence. And like you said, not everybody needs to be a captain. Some of us, you know, we need high quality, knowledgeable, skilled firefighters. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with that. I know guys who've been firefighters for 20 years and they are some of the most incredible mentors to me as far as like what they've seen, what works, what doesn't work, all of those things that they've witnessed and been able to refine. It's, it's truly incredible. And that proficiency level, once you become proficient there, the next step is, is excellence. You know, you, you become the guy, you become the authority and then people are coming to you or that thing, whatever your rank is. And uh, one of the things that stands out here to kind of reemphasize that is that these 20 C's are for firefighter excellence. You know, you've, you've not stated that 20 C's to get you proficient, 20 <laughs> C's to get, you know, like. And nor are they, tw- right. And nor are they 20 C's to perfection, right? Because none right. of us are perfect, right? Right. One of, th- one of the things I say in, the from the author section that's in the beginning of the book is that I am not the perfect example of these 20 C's, nor is anyone else, but we are going to strive for excellence every day, right? We, it's a continuous journey, just like fitness is a continuous journey. Yeah. Developing yourself, leading yourself is a continuous journey to excellence. And that's always what we're going to strive for. We may not ever reach perfection. None of us will, but we're going to use these 20 C's, these principles to really strive for excellence. Yeah. Fitness and health. And those are great uh, comparisons because 
the mental health game is so huge as well. It's not like, um, it's not like you, you work out once and that's it. Now you're fit. <laughs> you know, it's that's that right. Thing. It took you, it took you 20 years to get out of shape. <laughs> right. One workout doesn't mean you're going to be in shape, but it's going to start you on that journey, right? Exactly. To getting more in shape. Yep, exactly. It's like, well, I'm hungry. I don't just eat once and then I'm good for the rest of my life. It's the same thing with mental capacity. Well, I've, I learned that 20 years ago, so I don't need to learn it again. And, you know, we have CEs, we train, we do all these things. And it's meant to hold that standard, to keep that pump primed. So that's right. Keep on pushing the envelope, keep on making yourself better every single day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the things that, that helps me, and, and you actually mentioned it in your book here, and so I know you're a proponent of it, is journaling. And so uh, in all the books that I read, I, I tend to purchase the hard copy. I get the hard copy because I write a lot of notes in those and they, they kind of become my journal, like for that, that reading journey, I guess you could say. Um, I have a couple other journals that I write in. I have like a personal one and then I have a professional one. Um, how do you approach journaling? What's your, what's your approach to that? So, yeah. Obviously, I like to write. (laughs) Obviously, I like to write articles. I like to write books. So for me, it's not necessarily writing it down with pen and paper, right? Or pencil and paper. For me, I like to type it, right? And so I like to, whatever it is, I make lists. And I know you're a big fan of lists. So if there's a (laughs) to-do list, if there's a to-do list, I make sure I write it down. And I, I talk about this in the book. Make sure you keep a running list of your to-dos and prioritize what's most important at the top and what your long-term to-dos are that may be down at the bottom. They're still important, but we're going to put those down at the bottom. And, and this is also comes back to, as a company officer, every single day, there's a list of to-dos, right? What are the most oh, yeah. important ones that, that need the most int- attention right now? And then what can we get to later, right? Um, yeah. So for me, I'm a list maker. And that's one of the key elements of, of my success is, is and making sure that I get things done is, is writing down a list. And as it pertains to just general journaling, I just type. I like to open my Google Docs and just start typing. And, and if there's an idea that I wake up with at 3 a.m. in the morning, I put it in my phone, you know, in my notes of my phone. Uh, and that way I can revisit it later. So that's something that's been incredibly important uh, to me and helping me be successful. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously I'm a big fan of list making um, in, in pretty much any aspect of the fire service, you're, you're trying to complete a list, a check off of some kind you get to work. What's the first thing you do? You check off your truck, you check the list, you make sure all your stuff is there. Uh, as a supervisor, you figure out, what's on the docket for the day? Are there any special trainings your crew needs to go to? You know, who's up for research, all of that stuff. And uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, Prioritization, figuring out what needs to happen first, crucial steps in, uh, in in achieving those goals that you need to achieve on a daily task, but also ultimately in your role to fulfill that role, you know, whatever it, whatever it may be. Um, I've been told that not all leaders are readers, but all readers are leaders, uh, other than writing books and contributing to a more positive and active culture within the fire service that way, 
what book or books are you reading right now? Uh, yeah, so I love reading just like you, just like so many other uh, leaders. And uh, I think it's so important because reading books shows that we're always willing to learn, right? We're always willing to get some knowledge from somewhere else, apply it to our lives. Uh, so for me, um, some of the books I've been reading recently, uh, Mindset by uh, Fit to Five Fires, John Sparrow and Tom Johnson. That's really so important oh, yeah. for firefighters and in general. Um, no Exceptions Leadership by Jason Hovelman. That's a great book for leading yourself as well and leading others. Uh, One More Light by James Gearing is an awesome book about his experiences within the fire service, experiencing trauma and, and a lot of a lot of different things that uh, they don't teach you about in the fire academy per se uh, that we that we deal with in our, our fire service careers. Um, Step Up and Lead is is always you know one of the most important books that's influenced me uh, throughout my leadership and fire service journey. And then lastly, the Bible. Um, so my faith is something that's important to me, and um, you know gaining wisdom, uh, gaining knowledge, and having solid core principles are important to me. So I'm in that, in the Bible every single day, whether it's a quick verse or a chapter or whatever, uh, my faith, faith is important to me. And, and that's really the compass I live my life by. So, you know, I could name more and more books that, that are great books, but like you, but, uh, it, it comes back to, you know, I can only name a few right now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's a good list. That's a good list. Um, I just got, uh, John Sparrow's copy or a copy of John Sparrow's book. And then uh, James Gearing, he's he's promoting his book right now, uh, One More Light. And that one, boy, I've heard nothing but great things about that one. I'm eager to dive in. Yeah, some real and raw info in that book, you know, just the experiences he's had and what he's learned from them. So that's great. Nice. Awesome. So you started a podcast, my friend. I and, did. Uh, With a lot of your help. help. It's great. It's off to a great start, man. It really Thank is. Thank you. Um, it's, it's more of a companion for the book, right? Firefighter success, which is the title of the podcast. So talk to us a little bit about, um, where you're going with that and where people can, can listen. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's everywhere. Uh, you can go to firefightersuccessbook.com. There's a link, you know, just a button you can click on for the podcast, um, and that if you want to just go straight to the podcast, you can go to firefightersuccesspodcast.com. Uh, just uploading ep episodes each week. Had some awesome guests. I had Chief Dan Kerrigan, my partner in crime with Firefighter Functional Fitness. I've had Chief Jason Holvelman, who wrote the yeah. foreword of the book. I've had Dina Ali, who's a captain in North Carolina, who is uh, the founder of North Carolina Peer Support. Um, and she has an awesome podcast right now. I really recommend everybody listening to it about firefighter suicide, trauma, shame, and the positive coping mechanisms and support we can, we can offer each other throughout our careers. Um, releasing soon is Captain Mark Von Oppen of Fully Involved. Awesome. He, he, awesome. he uh, wrote the introduction to firefighter success. And then also have Chief Frank Viscuso, John Spera, Captain Larry Conley, Chief Andy Starnes, uh, Lieutenant Eric Wheaton's coming soon. So a lot of good episodes coming out that I have recorded that I'm going to push line. out. And that's right. And, and like you said, it's a companion to the book, right? And yeah. one of the questions I ask each guest, and I love the response because they're always unique, but one of the questions I ask each guest is, how do you define success? What does it mean to you? 
And then what are the key qualities of successful firefighters? And everybody has a different answer and I love it yeah. uh, because what they say, you know, is different elements taken that are in the book, not taken from the book, but it's different elements in the book. But I love that what they're saying is validating what is in the book, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, it's meant to be a companion. It's meant to support the book. And if people like listening to the podcast, then definitely check out the book, get the book, because there's a ton of more info um, that's already in the book for them. Yeah, it's fantastic, man. The episodes have been great. The content's been good. And it's all it's all relevant and real. Like it's very real. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of fluff out there. But these conversations are very real, visceral, meaningful, vulnerable, like all the things that we need and that we need to hear. So it, it's good, man. Congratulations on that. Well, I appreciate that. And that's probably one of the best compliments I've, I've gotten from somebody is that, hey, I was listening to your podcast and there, I like it because it's straight and to the point and there's yeah. no fluff and you're not trying to be bigger or have a yeah. big production, right? You know, I have like a 10 second intro, let's get into it. I introduce yeah. the guest and let's go and, and, and yeah. just ask questions as many as, as much knowledge and as much time as I can get out of them. Uh, so we can pass on to other firefighters in, including myself. Yeah. I, you know, we, we just run with it and it's been good so far. So thanks for all your help with it. Yeah. Well done, you're welcome. You're most welcome. One of the things um, with your conversation, Chief Hovelman, that was a that was a great conversation. One of the things he said that that has like tattooed on my brain was um, he said that everybody wants to climb the ladder, but not everybody wants to help raise the ladder. That's right. I was like, whoa, man, that it's such a perfect analogy for how and things our, are. And our culture, right, of instant gratification and give me, yeah. give me, give me, it all comes back to lead yourself first. And by doing that, you need to take action, right? You need to, one of the things I say in the book is, you know, first decide that you're going to take action, commit to the process, work hard, and then you'll succeed, right? And so like Chief Jason Holdman says, one of my favorite quotes, you know, you can't just leave the ladder on the rack, you've got to get it off if you're going to get going. So again, taking action with what we want to achieve, and what we want to do within our fire service career. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, this has been great. Great conversation. I appreciate you coming on. Where can people find you? I know you mentioned the website to the book, firefightersuccessbook.com, but where else can people find you? Yeah, I'm on all the social media platforms, uh, Firefighter Success uh, on Instagram and on Facebook, and then Fire Success Book on Twitter. And then I'm also on Facebook. Personally, you can connect with me, Jim Moss. Uh, like you said, firefightersuccessbook.com, firefightersuccesspodcast.com. And don't forget to check those out. Don't forget to download that free special report we talked about, which is uh, has a lot of great info. But uh, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, my friend. Absolutely. And I'll put links to your social media. I'll put links to the, uh, the special report that you put together. And then the, the site where they can get the book because they should all get a copy. Thanks, Thanks again, my friend. Good to talk to you. You too. Bye. Hey, guys. Just a quick note before I sign off on this episode. In the interview, you heard us reference a special report that Jim had put together called 101 Rules for Firefighter Success. Reading through these, there were several that stuck out to me specifically, but one really shined bright. And that was rule number 63 know your core values. I talked about it a little bit in our interview and in our, our discussion, our conversation, 
but I wanted to touch on it a little bit more. Um, number 63, know your core values, live them out daily. If you've followed the show for any amount of time, then you know that I'm a big proponent for identifying, knowing, and living by a set of core values. In that, I did a special series of episodes just on that topic. Episodes 87, 88, and 89 all go over the ignited core values, which are action, ownership, and brotherhood. Please go back and listen to those episodes to get an idea of how I incorporate Rule 63 not only into my life at the firehouse, but in my everyday life as well. I'd highly advise you to identify or adopt a set of core values that you can live by so that you're practiced in setting and holding to a standard. If the ignited core values speak to you and you'd like a small reminder to help keep you on track in holding to that standard, then head over to the Ignited shop at www.ignitedff.com shop. There you can purchase a beautiful challenge coin that not only has our core values on them, but on the flip side, reminds you not to walk past a problem that you can solve, but instead, own it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. If you enjoy the show, please leave a rating and review. Help the show stand out. I'd appreciate it. There are a lot of important things discussed on the show, and as we delve deeper into these topics, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. A rising tide lifts all boats, right? Remember, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. <laughs>